This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. Still lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! What's up, guys? Ken and Hal here, episode 97. Uh, Jeremy Roenick, right, Hal? I think so. 97. Uh, did, you see, uh, did you see, before we even keep going into this episode, I'm just going to stop you right there, Jeremy Roenick. Did you um, did you see him with the hog? Yes, I saw him with the hog. I thought uh, they like they did that interview before it happened. He was just surrounded by Carolina Hurricanes fans. Can I tell you who the worst person on earth is? It's, it's the per- I think they were being like, let's go, Canes. And there was this one little kid that just kept going, what? And they go, let's And it was one fucking kid. That kid's awful, dude. Yeah. What did you think of their barbecue scene? Are you pro uh, Carolina Hurricanes barbecue lawn chairs in the street? Or are you anti? I think I would have until I saw them like tie it up and then see one guy like just like start humping another dude. Like over I, one goal. Like chill out, dude. It's a long fucking night. Yeah, and you know, I'm going to preface everything I say in this podcast by saying it's. I'm going to dial back my Bruins the best I can. Um, I am on cloud nine, so this is going to be a great podcast. But um, I've always been anti-fan rallies in the streets outside arenas. The one thing I can respect about this is the whole population was so lazy. Do you ever see everyone sitting down in, like, picnic chairs? No. Like, at these things? No. Like, no. Everyone brought, like, their tailgating chairs and had a seat. Whereas in Toronto, you're standing for, like, four hours. These people are doing it right. Yo, how do, do you remember... No. Do you remember when we would... Do you remember when we go over to BizDev Dale's house, and we would go down to the HOA, and there'd be, like, a barbecue set up, and there'd be, like, lawn chairs out? Like, that's exactly what this reminded me of. Like, and we had some pretty good summer times pounding beers at the HOA, but, like... I, I don't know. I'm I'm about it. Keep going though. That's pretty much all I had. So okay. electric chairs. Uh, shout out to Jr. Dude, what, what else is up? Oh, uh, nothing, dude. Just fucking just chilling. There's one episode left of Game of Thrones. That's kind of what's going on in my life. I got a haircut and it looks like I'm bald. So I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, yeah, man. That's kind of what's going on with me. I'm becoming a uh, absolute master of being able to operate heavy machinery, a.k.a. my dad's John Deere tractor. I'm just digging holes left and right everywhere. Just pack a lip, get on get on the John Deere, and just let it rip. <laughs> are you still are you still doing the move where you use a John Deere tractor to take your trash cans down to the end of the road? Yeah, so, yeah, I do. That, listen, it's, it's the laziest thing for a person with two arms and two legs, but because my dad only had one and one, 
it like it, i don't know it was easier for him to do and he got to like whip the tractor around so like that was kind of his excuse to like getting one it was weird i don't know he ended up getting oh. the tractor of his dreams but like yeah out of respect for him every sunday i hooked those fuckers up to the john deere bring to the end of the driveway that's that was my question more of is what's your excuse oh 100 percent. no I, I just do i just do it at, but it's funny because like the way you pick up the trash can, you drop it off. Like you'd have to get off of the tractor and go and like turn it around. So when the garbage truck goes by, I can like scoop it. So the first right. time I did that and I, I like, I went in and I was talking to my mom, like, so how did he do that? Did he just bring it down to the bottom of the driveway? Like get off and switch them around. Like that doesn't make much sense. And she goes, no, he would put his four way blinkers on and just go out right in the middle of the fucking road and just like, <laughs> just turn it around. So that's what I do now. Dude, I put my four way blinkers on. I, I run, I run Barney road. That's unreal. Yeah, dude, that's a good move, too, so I can respect that. Yeah, dude. Well, how's your week been going? It's good, man. I don't know. Uh, sorry, this is coming out. Tuesday morning, I was I was tired. Long weekend. It was uh, a long week, dude. Not a lot going on, dude. But I'm going to I'm gonna hop into it. I'm going to introduce the topics. Um, Shit. NHL news. This one, this was blown up on Reddit. This is one of my favorite stories of the week. Jonas Donskoy, uh, I'm not watching tonight. I know you have the game on. I don't have that luxury. I'm a poor. I only have one TV. Is he playing still? Uh, I haven't seen him yet. So Donskoy, so Donskoy is a scratch earlier on. He came in. And what number is he? Like 38. All right, I'll let you know if I see him. Is he 68? Or that's Barkley Goodrow or something. So Jonas Donskoy is an avid skateboarder. Um, we are very pro skateboarding on this podcast. Oh, you yeah. always pretend that if you could be anything in life, you'd be a teenager skateboarding in California. So I want your opinion on this. Oh my God. His local skateboard park back skate park back in Finland was shutting down. He donates the money to keep it open. Thoughts? I mean, one of my favorite movies growing up, it really wasn't a skateboard thing, but if, if you guys had ever seen the movie Brink with Team Pup and Suds, this guy just rollerblading down the hill, that's when I fell in love to extreme sports. I'm a big X Games guy, so I love watching the guys do their skateboards, their mountain bikes, dude. Like, they just live the dream. And you're right, dude. Can you imagine just being, like, just the biggest Cali bro and all you like live for is just wake up and fucking skate dude go go to the go to the skate park hit the half pipe man tony hawk was one of the best video games ever created i don't care if you're a skater or not a skater that shit was fun just like ollie and just riding pipes dude i i mean i and it, for a hockey player to do that i think that's just it's really funny to me and i love it yeah i just pictured myself like waking up in the morning listening to like slightly stupid or like sublime sublime dude yes Putting on like my favorite like tie dye t shirt, yep. super tan. Hop on my skateboard. I ride down the street. I break a sweat, so I take it off. I'm sh- my shirt off. I'm shredded. Yep. I stop at like a breakfast burrito, like food truck, yep. and then I hit the park for the day of the boys. So, um, shout out to Jonas Donskoy, guy just likes to grind. Oh, by the way, do you have a favorite skateboarder of all time? I was huge on Bucky Lassick. That was my guy from Tony Hawk, Bucky like Lassick. Pro Skater Three. Bucky Lassick. Have- he was also my guy. 
as weird as that was. I love Bucky Lassie. Just the name Bucky, dude. There, I think there's a kid that went to like my middle school, and his name was Bucky. And I remember I was in town. So like, dude, how old are you when you're in middle school? Like 12 or 13 12. years old. And I'm in town with my mom, and we're at AC Moore. And she parks a car, and a car pulls in next to us. And it's Bucky and his mom, and Bucky's driving. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck, man. Like, Bucky's, <laughs> Bucky's are nails. Yeah. So that, that's an unbelievable story. Um, also, shout out Bob Burnquist. I don't know if you remember that guy. He's from Australia. He did like 720s and shit. Burnquist was uh, cool. Dave like- Mira, dude. I, I think I was more of, I like the guys on the bikes, dude. Okay. Not, that's fair, dude. I mean, Tony Hawk, classic. Moving on, um, if you know this podcast has been hot in the streets, Capo Keiko, yep. as this podcast likes to pronounce it, mm-hmm. uh, is a hot topic. He's lighting up that tournament overseas that I don't give a shit about. Um, Coach wrote into Twitter, uh, so I'm just going to give him the shout out right now. Yeah, Do you Coach. think Capo Keiko has a chance of sliding into the number one spot? Um what do you got? I mean, all right. So as a Rangers fan, I just want to preface this with like, I'm good with the Rangers picking either player. Um, the, I can understand why some Rangers fans are getting pissed. I feel like it's just kind of like you thought you were going to get this guy. So you're starting to become emotionally invested. And like you watch some of his YouTube clips and it's like, fuck man, like this is our guy. Well, don't fucking, you know, think that that's for sure going to happen because this kid is in the world or the IIHF or whatever and he has like fucking five goals through three games. He had a hat trick, he scored two goals. He uh so he had he had three goals one game, two goals another game. I don't think he scored against the US today, but against the US, dude, he just he he pretty much just put Ryan Suter like in a body bag. Like guy kind of get the puck from him. He went one-on-one twos. I mean, dude, this this kid's legit. Like he is legit an absolute superstar. And I get a little bit worried that the Devils, in the year that they were supposed to draft Patrick, they picked Heischer, and it's like, I don't know. I could see it happen. Who would I rather have? Probably probably Keiko, as my dad would say, Capo Keiko, just because like, I'm attached to the guy, dude. He's fucking sick. But at the same time, if the Rangers don't get him, they're going to get Jack Hughes, who's supposed to be one of the best next American like players. And you know, you know two things about me. Number one, my favorite team is the United States. And number two, my favorite team is Finland. So, that's Ked's take. What about you? I just want to say really quick, too, and I'm not going to take it away because I know USA Hockey is in your Heroes and Zeros of the Week. That's a teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, Capo Keiko played 18 minutes today. Jack Hughes, or is it Jack? Is that the right Hughes? Jack, yeah. Oh, God. They, they all look pretty similar, so that's going to be tough for me. He played like seven minutes of ice. I don't care if USA has a better lineup. Like, why is USA Hockey not, like, this tournament does not matter. Like, let's play him and just let him shine. I think that... Like, and play him, like, 20 minutes a game. I think you're right. The IIHF, to me, is a fucking joke. Like, that was... Back when the Rangers were good, that's, like, they would still be in the playoffs and guys like Jimmy Howard would go compete for the red, white, and blue. Like, it's a fucking joke. But I, it's just weird because the reason why Keiko... It's getting regular shifts. He's on their second line. They don't. Have, I don't think they have a single NHL player on their team. So I don't know where he would be if they had NHL finished players there, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I agree. But he's but he's like, also fucking dominating with the time that he gets on the ice. And yeah, it would be cool to see Hughes play a little bit more. Like, why the fuck not, dude? My criticism, dude, and I completely agree with you, but my criticism is that if Capo Keiko 
was on USA, he'd be getting played eight minutes a night, I and think, yeah. seven minutes a night, and he's one of the best players in the tournament, but we would never know because we were for Team USA, and they're idiotic. Yeah. So, with that being said, I have two thoughts on this. One, I always hate it. I feel like this is really similar to college football, or like the Senior Bowl like changes a lot of things. Like I feel like at this point, the reality of the situation is 99.9% of scouts I feel like had Hughes as the number one pick and Kako Keiko a very close second. Yeah. Like, I think that's just the reality. If I'm a scout or if I'm a GM in my app of the New Jersey Devils and my scout comes into the room and is like, I know we've been high on Hughes and wanted him all year, but Kako Keiko's having a great IIHF tournament, I would fire him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can let that steer the fact that you've watched this kid all year and he has been electric. With that being said, if I was a Rangers fan and I didn't get Capo Keiko, I would be heartbroken. You would so, be heartbroken? Yeah, 100%. So I'm emo- I hate the Rangers, and I'm emotionally invested in him as a Ranger. I know it makes so much sense. And if Hughes does go to the Rangers, he'll be great. He'll be American center. It'll be everything you've ever needed yep. and wanted. But I just – there's something about Capo Keiko right now. And <laughs> yeah, I just ripping up New York. what I said, dude. But from the beginning, at the beginning of the year, we had a podcast where we did, like, our favorite hockey names. Yep. Um, I picked I picked him. I didn't know how to pronounce the name at that point. And we still don't. So <laughs> we're ride or die Capo Keiko. Hell yeah, dude. You got anything else? I, I just – I don't know, man. I, I'm pretty sure the United States, like, assistant coach is, like, heavily involved with the New Jersey Devils. So that's something to think about with Jack Hughes being on on that team. So I think he, he actually gets a closer look at like what they're going to get. Yeah, I agree. Um, Here's something for you, dude. If you don't know who to pick, you just trade the first overall to the Rangers and be like, hey, have at it. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You're So you're saying like we're going to pick up a prospect and you can pick your poison and we'll see who wins? Yeah, like like almost like calling a mulligan. Like, I don't really want to do this. How about you just do it for me? Yeah. Well, dude, you could pull that thing. Like, I don't know if it happens, but I've seen like clips in the NFL where like teams haven't gotten their pick in in time and they just switch. Imagine oh, okay. if the Devils did just – I almost respect the, the punt. But at the same time, like what if you can get the Rangers – you can like get one little player out of the Rangers, and the Rangers guarantee what they get. Would you do that as a Rangers fan? If I if if what happens? If the New Jersey Devils call up your GM and they're like, "Hey, I want you can have the first overall pick. You can pick your poison, but you got to mix in like a mid level bot." Oh, I would have to give somebody to the Devils to do that. Move up to one to guarantee. No, no, I'd rather I'd rather just see what the fuck happens and pick who. Oh man, I don't know. I think both ways calling your shot would be fucking awesome. Um, But I know it won't happen. Moving on, we got. I think I have a couple Russian talk things going on in here. Okay, some Russian dude. I think he's a player in Russia that played with Panarin, or like he's an agent, or he's someone. I don't know who he is. All right, on Instagram, wish Panarin good luck in Miami next year. Oh no way, really. Yeah, uh, there's like literally nothing to prove this is even accurate. I don't even know if this guy's related to him, but it was a pretty big deal today um, or a few days ago. Coach Q just got there. He could reunite with his old coach. Um, there might be too many Russians on Broadway. Uh, what do you got, dude? What do you think? How, what are your thoughts on Panarin right now? I mean, I called Panarin a while ago, right? Right. I'm sticking to it, dude. Here's my thing though, dude. What do you think? What do you think looks better? Two things. One, I think Panarin 
to the Panthers makes a ton of sense, and I think Russians love Florida. They definitely love New York City, but they like Miami. Russians in Miami, that goes hand in hand, like gold chains and shit. Like, dude, here's the, the here's the thing about the Florida Panthers. That it, it's a sick setup. Like you're playing in fucking Florida with a fucking really good team with uh, who they had Barkov, right? Like you're set up, but you're also playing in front of twelve people a night. Yeah, but we kind of talked, and I completely agree with that. But we kind of talked about uh, the Islanders last year in like the same way. Like it can get better. They got Lamorello and Trotz. I know the attendance will never go up. I bet you in the playoffs it would be pretty full. Like that's all you really care about. Like I some guys, know. I think would rather play rather play in front of twelve thousand and like. I think that's live a, it up. I think that's a huge like part of that decision making process, man. Like, would you rather play in front of fucking at the very most three hundred people a night, or would you want to go to New York City and play in on, in Madison Square Garden with? I mean, you're making more money in Florida because of the tax exemption or whatever, but or the no state tax. But like, what? Do you, I don't know. I would want to fucking play in New York. Yeah. Like, like regardless, like even if I wasn't a Rangers fan, I'm picking New York. I just, I mean, imagine being like 28 years old and you can go hang out with a bunch of rich hockey players in Miami. I feel like that would be fun with no pressure in the world. If you win a Stanley Cup, it's us against the world. I completely agree. I would still rather play for the Rangers. I'm just saying. Also, if I'm Gordon, um, I don't want Panarin. I have one of these top two guys. I'm not messing up any future cap things that could happen. Keandre Miller comes in and he starts playing really good. These Russian kids come in and start playing really good. Three years down the line, you have a lot of contracts to hand out. And if Panarin's all of a sudden 33 years old and he's still making that high cap, I know it will probably be sick in the present. It might bite you in the butt. Don't forget about that five-year plan that you vouched for. for I mean, that is true, too, dude. Like, you have to kind of really see where your team's at. Although, dude, it's not every day you get a chance to get a guy like Panarin who's going to put up fucking 80, 90 points a year. If you get Panarin, you're happy with it. If you don't get him, I wouldn't sweat it at all. I think that's kind of how I feel. If they don't get him, at least I'll be able to watch, like, Kratzov and then hopefully fucking... Uh, my boy Keiko and maybe Hughes. Thanks, and, so and, 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 and how can I forget Adam Fox, who's also playing in the IIHF? Oh, Offside goals. Um, I we didn't get to talk about this. We didn't podcast last week. I don't think, or did we? Did it just happen after? I think it happened after, dude. Regardless, yeah, you're right. It did happen after. So the offsides call that ended the Avalanche season, essentially. What are your thoughts on that offsides reviews? in general i'm like i don't know man i hate seeing shit like that happen like that's fucking stupid dude i i get i get the rule whatever but like that had zero effect on what the fuck was going on on that play i hate i hate offsides calls that get reversed when it has nothing to do with what the fuck is going on yeah but i get but i get why you have to call it because you can't just pick and choose when that situation is right you're right. Yeah, it's not like the ref can be like, "Oh no, that didn't affect the play." You can't. Challenge yeah, but it also it also kind of shows you how many times fucking these linesmen are making mistakes. I understand the the fucking games are really really fast, but like, think about how many offsides challenges there are throughout the course of a year, and think about how many are right, and think about all the games in the past that were played that like shit like that happened in. Yeah, no, I agree with that, dude. And I think too, and this is probably really fucking stupid, but. Part of me thinks that refereeing, if you looked at a percentage like of overall performance, if there's some like Corsi stat out there, there's probably some loser that has it. I bet you like the Corsi stats went down uh, when challenges came out. Like I feel like I don't know if their confidence is just shot or like what's going on, 
But, like, I feel like back in the day, there's probably a lot of refs that probably would have just blown that offsides right there, right? And then we don't even have a problem. Like, it never goes. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's just weird. I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. It kind of sucks for the abs, though, because, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I like how we just tossed out, like, five I don't knows. But I do want to just kind of going off that. Don Cherry did a great piece on Coach's Corner wearing his Bruins suit. Um, basically saying that benches are dangerous, guys are leaving doors open, players are getting hit. That's a respectable take. John Don Cherry cares about the players, and all of a sudden everyone on Twitter is just looking the other way and the guy's making great points. So shout out to the grandpa. I mean, they are so f- – hockey Twitter so ass-backwards, man. Like, I just, Dude, Don Cherry was literally – advocating for player safety. For player safety, which is the number one thing people pretend to be pissed off about. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. People are just idiots. Um, This one doesn't really mean a lot. I don't even know who this guy is. Nikolai Perhorkin uh, (laughs) signs with the Kings. Shout out to our Kings fan. Um, 25 years old, had 41 points in 41 games, playing for Ska, which is kind of a red flag. My whole reason I brought this up, it seems like more and more Russians like in the prime of their career are going to the U.S. and to the NHL lately. The KHL, last week we talked about it, them bending their knees with those tweets congratulating the Rangers or whatever. Like, Is the KHL crumbling for our eyes? I don't know, man. I just – I don't know how those stats are going to correlate to the NHL just because he's not like – I mean, you're 25. I feel like you kind of know what you got, right? Has there ever been a player that turns 26 and then all of a sudden becomes a superstar in the league? I mean, there are players that have done very well. That wasn't really my point, but you're just saying you don't think he's going to be good? I don't know. I don't think so, man. Like, he might be, but he's 25 years old and he's a point-per-game player on a team that they're they're normally one of the best teams in that league, right? Is that the they team, are. That's the team they that Putin backs, I'm pretty sure. So it's like, Correct. I don't know. But you're right. I, on the other end, it does seem like a lot of Russians are leaving the KHL to go uh, go play in the best league in the world. Yeah, and one guy, he had a little bit of better points, like is uh, Dadanoff on the Panthers. I think that he is a great player. He came over when he was like 26 or 27. If you look at his numbers, they're a little bit better. Uh, he played in, he had 66 points, but the years before, 46, 46, and that was for Scott too. So, I mean, this guy could be all right. Um, yeah, I'm, al- I'm also not going to tell you exactly what's going to happen because, like, I don't watch any KHL games, so I want to be able to. Don't, dude. Well, me either, dude. I'm just, I don't know. It seems like the KHL is falling apart. Yeah. Um, Hurricanes, Bruins, I guess we'll get right into it. That was NHL in the news. Yeah. Bruins are up 2 0. I don't know. Uh, where do you want to start? I mean, I think the stat is teams. Who go down 2-0, they only have like a 6% chance of coming back or something like that. I don't I don't see the jerks being a part of that 6%. Um, I will say this, though. The first game of this series, I didn't think that Boston deserved to win. Would you agree or disagree with that? The second game for sure, but the first game, Carolina kind of spanked you guys for a little bit there. And I was getting a little bit worried. It was almost like the Bruins need to work, like, wake up. Yeah, I think they did, though. I think they finished really strong, which was good enough for me. Um, I agree with that, dude. And this is probably getting way ahead of myself. I just I watched the Bruins play the Maple Leafs, and I watched them play the Blue Jackets, and those games were so much more stressful. Um, even in that game one, I never really had a huge seed of doubt in my mind. 
I don't know. I don't know what that means. It just doesn't seem like they're as good as those other two teams. Like top to bottom, like Aho is an unbelievable hockey player. I'll give that guy props for days. Really good. I like Tara Vinen too. To me, like Jordan Stahl on your first line says pretty much everything to me. Hasn't he been rated the third best Stahl's whole career? Yep. Um, no, I mean maybe on other people's radars, but there's no way that he's for a while he was. Yeah. Um, some notes that I wrote down. Right, the first one uh, was Mr. Game Seven, Justin Williams versus uh, No Nose Face Killer, Brad Marchand. Yep. Brad kind of does something to his head. Looks like was it a cross check, a slash? I don't, I don't know, like a hook. I don't know. Maybe yeah, all, maybe all the above. According to according to the internet, he was trying to decapitate him. Mister Game Seven goes up, uh, rips the whatever it is, the strap off his helmet, kind of like grabs him by the throat, almost in a weird way, which was very dominant. Brad Marchand skates away, points to his chest with like the C into the box. Um, what do you have on that? People, oh, and Justin Williams got a penalty. Brad Marchand didn't, and the Bruins scored. Yeah, so the people who say that the refs are, like, fit for the Bruins, like, you guys are the dumbest type of people because, I mean, it's the fucking Boston Bruins. Nobody likes the Boston Bruins. There's a goal scored last round where a puck clearly hit the fucking netting, and it counted. So don't fucking think that, oh, the refs are on the Bruins' side. Secondly, there shouldn't have been any penalties handed out on this. This is the playoffs. These were two guys going at it. And if you're going to call penalties, you call them both. Third, I don't, I mean, I guess, like, Martian, like, drew him in for a penalty, but, like, I feel like he, I wish he would have came up with something cooler than just making a C. Like, I feel like that could have been better. And I just, I don't know, man, like, that's that's just rough. What I, I, I think it would have been more beneficial for the Carolina Hurricanes for Justin Williams to have dropped the gloves and started just beating the fucking wheels off of Martian. Like, that would have been more beneficial than just, like, tugging on his helmet twice and then having to go to the box. Like, if you're going to do it. Yeah, do I it. agree with it. Like, if you're going to take it two minutes, make it well worth Fucking it, Fucking right? make it worth it, dude. You're the captain of the team, and that's arguably the biggest rat who's played at the, in the NHL, as some people like to think. Beat the wheels off him. Yeah, and a few things that you said that bring up some good points of mine. Well, I think they're good points. Most people are going to be like, shut the fuck up, Hal. I mean, I'm uh, completely non-biased, dude. Like, I don't give a fuck if the Bruins win. Like, I guess I do because I think, like, there's a better chance of you wanting to do a podcast each week. But other than that, like, I don't care. I do hate the Hurricanes, though, so now I take all that back. So it may be a little biased, but keep going. So in the playoffs, everyone's talking like this is the big bad Bruins. Like, let's get one thing straight. This is like Matt Grizzly, Joachim Nordstrom, and the boys. Like, this is not like Adam McQuaid, Sean Thornton. Like, we play Nathan Horton, Milan Lucic. Yeah. It's not the same thing. We're not just bullying our way through these games. No. In the first three rounds so far, the Bruins' opponents have had 44 power plays. The Bruins have had 42. The opponents are 15.91% on the power play. The Bruins are 33.33%. So the bottom line is it's the same amount of power plays. We're just burying. Yeah. Uh, you can't be complaining about the refs. Like Carolina, if they want to make an argument in game one for something, I think that one Dougie Hamilton elbow call was atrocious. I'll oh, that's them bad. That. It was really uh, funny that happened to him, but bad. Yeah. Well, uh, so we're back after technical difficulty. Shout out Spectrum. Um, on that Brad Marchand, Justin Williams thing, we didn't get to it. Captain Justin Williams comes out to the media, says he eats poop sandwiches. Yep. Uh, did you write an article on this? Yeah, I did, dude. What'd you think? I think it's asinine 
that these bunch of jerks have been made to be like role models, somebody to like mold your your youth around. And then all of a sudden the captain comes out and says that he eats shit sandwiches, dude. I don't think that that's good for the youth that are looking up to this guy. Do you want to come home from work one day and watch, see your eight-year-old fucking slap a piece of shit on, on some fucking toast, dude? I don't think you want that. So to me, I'm not a huge fan of this poop sandwich comment. I don't I don't think it's something to rally around. And, and the people who say the jerks are just trying to have fun, like, look what they're trying to do. I don't... There's nothing I can even say to add on to that. That was... It's beautiful, so... Thank you. Moving on. Dougie Hamilton. Oh, uh, he's the he's worst, got, dude. He's got two billion penalties. He's got his hair grown out into, like, a mullet. There was this article. It just rubbed me the wrong <laughs> way before. This Hurricanes beat writer mm-hmm. goes over to this, like, bougie pastry shop that everyone has to go to when they're in Boston. You gotta go to like Mike's Cannolis, wherever the hell it is, to get their cannolis. I've had them; they're not that good. Regardless, she basically wrote an article about how Dougie Hamilton is not that bad of a guy because when he goes back to Boston, uh, the people at the cannoli place still have a picture of him on the wall, and he was their number one customer. No shit. Write this one down. Local business likes multi-million dollar athlete that spends tons of money at their shop. I could have told you that. That doesn't mean I want him playing for my hockey team. What do you have on Dougie Hamilton? How important is this fucking pastry place? Like, is this like, is this like the bread basket in Saratoga? Like, is this the go-to pastry shop of fucking Boston? It's like when it's like when you see like a tour bus full of like old people and like people from the different countries like trying to stop at all the important places. The tour bus drivers like. Oh, like when you stop at the Boston Aquarium, make sure you go get a cannoli in the East End. Like, do you know what I mean? So it is. So it is kind of important, but it's not really. Like, I would never step foot in that place. Okay, I don't know. I just this is just people really trying to make Dougie look good because he has looked like absolute dog shit, dude. Just taking all these penalties, and I like he's he's gotten bullied no less than a dozen times in this playoffs. Like, do you remember that one hit that Ovechkin was going to lay on him and just let him get the puck? Do you see what the Bruins are doing to this poor fucking guy? After every whistle, if Dougie even remotely acts out of line, they all just fucking go five-on-one against him, dude. It's been a real rough series for Dougie, Dougie Hamilton. And this isn't, like... Remember we kind of talked about, is he cool or not, after what he did to Brock Nelson? If you're watching this cool. series, dude, this kid is not cool. Like, this is not the popular kid in high school. This is a kid that, like, is a fucking nerd. Yeah, and am I wrong? Like that's kind of my fucking take on it. Like you, like you watch movies where like, oh damn, I wish I was QB one of the, the high school football team and all this shit. And then there's always that one fucking loser in the background with giant fucking glasses who's getting like ninety sevens in earth science class. That's Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, dude, and the and the thing that pissed me off the most, it's five nothing. Patrice Bergeron gets out of the puck, takes a nice pass, draws Hamilton wide, slides one under a stick to Dan Heinen, and then Dougie Hamilton has to run Dan Heinen to the boards down 6 nothing after he just gave up that goal? Give me a break, dude. It's Dan Heinen. He's just out there trying to smile and be a good guy. See, here's Leave the thing. The here's the home. thing. If Dougie Hamilton didn't immediately get fucking bodied by Tory Krug, who's five foot four, it would have been kind of a cool move. Like, Dougie Hamilton being like, you want to know what? Fuck you guys. Like, I'm going to stand up for my teammates. I, I have this one shot. I'm going to take it. I'm good with that. You no longer, after that, can get bullied by a guy who's five foot four. 
and then get pushed out of the scrum on your knees by the ref. Yes, like that cannot happen. <laughs> like that, that is Dougie Hamilton to a fucking T. A guy who tries really, really hard to like be the cool guy, but time and time again, just some people aren't meant to be that cool. And the thing too with that hit, and I don't want to go back to this. I'm trying to contain myself, fans. If I tweeted, if someone on the Bruins tweeted, or Jesus, let me start fresh. Right. If someone on the Bruins did what Dougie Hamilton did to a hurricane, people oh. from Mississauga, Ontario, would be telling me to jump off a bridge. Yeah, no, that's a fact, dude. That's a fact. And you, any any Bruin, really, it's just like the reputation that you guys have, which is like really weird because like. You guys have some tough players and shit, but like it's nowhere like near what it used to be. Yeah, super strange. Switching it up. One guy I want to give a shout out to is Greg McKeg. Um, I don't know about you. I know he's on the Hurricanes, but I think I want to become a Greg McKeg positive uh, podcast. I don't know what his contract situation is. I have no idea how old he is. I've never looked up his stats. Don't know where he played, but he's on the fourth line. He doesn't really hit that much, but. He's a bowling ball, and he likes to turn his feet and drive to the net. He did it in game one and scored. Oh, that guy. Right. Game yeah. two. Um, I don't know, dude. I think he's fast. I think in the current NHL, that's exactly what you need on a fourth line. So Greg McKaig, sick name, cool player. It's a fucking really cool name, dude, now that you're thinking of it. And you're right. Like, I think the biggest thing that stuck out for me is I feel like Carolina's like – you may completely disagree with me, but I feel like Carolina's like bottom lines have been doing a little bit better than the Bruins' bottom lines. Like you guys have Wagner and Crowley that I thought were going to bring a little bit more to the table than what they have been in terms of like physicality. Like I thought those guys every single shift would be burying people, kind of like Clutterbuck and Sezikis. Like I thought that those guys were going to be making a statement every time they're on the ice, and to me they just haven't done that. Is that fair? Like every time I look, like Sean Crowley's taking a penalty. Are like getting laid out, and like that's, if I remember correctly, that's a guy that you used to say that was fucking like tough as shit. No, that's that's incorrect. Sean Corrales is like the Dan Pye of that line. Why did He's I? Why did I think he was super fucking tough then? I don't know. Sean Corrales played like World Juniors and stuff. Am I thinking no. of Nolachari? Would that make more sense? I mean, I like Nolachari, the the, the Noldozer. Yes, yeah, that's okay. That's kind of what I'm talking about. He's not like a fighter, but he hits every shift. He's injured. I don't know, dude. Crowley brings something that most teams don't have. I love Sean Crowley. He's killed a lot of penalties. I think Wagner scored a goal. Okay, I, I, listen, I'm good. I'm good with that then, because I thought he was supposed to be like this guy who goes out there and just fucking hit. So if that's not his role, fine. One guy that I think has been awesome for you guys, and I don't think you liked him, and maybe you're starting to like him. It's, dude, I think Nordstrom's a fucking stud. Like as in terms of a role player. Like, fucking being first in on the puck, fucking penalty killing. Like, he's not tough, but he'll stick around to scrum afterwards. Like, I'm I'm all in on that guy. Yeah, the only thing I would say on that, and I understand why you're saying that, I'm jaded because I watched him for 60 games be the worst player on the team consistently. Mm-hmm. He's definitely stepped up on the playoffs, and I enjoy watching him play. But he's I a guy think- I can pull for, you know? Like, like, that guy shouldn't be good. He doesn't really fit in with the Bruins style just, like, looking at him. But, dude, he's fucking hard on the puck. Yeah, and I, I agree to that to a certain extent. The one thing I would say is, like, I think with him on the left wing, he kind of lowers, he does lower the physicality. Like, I think Wagner kind of loses his edge. Like, when it's Achari, Crowley, and Wagner, they bang everybody, and they cycle the puck. They just cycle the puck. That's all they can do, but it works. So is is, is Achari even playing? What's that? Has Achari been playing? Yeah, he was until he got injured. Oh, he got hurt? I didn't know he got hurt. So... 
that happened. Uh, switching it up, another guy in our bottom six, uh, Mojo Magic Man. Oh man, I know you hate his nickname. You're not a fan of him either. I was pretty skeptical of him. He like I'll tell you right now, dude. Can I start this one? Yeah. All the hateful words I've said about Mojo, this guy's damn near earned his nickname for the Bruins. He's been fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, he, I, I he mean, has been awesome in terms of like a fucking deadline deal, dude. This is this he is playing the classic like Bruin get him in the playoffs and put him in and have a great playoff like rule. Yeah, I I mean he sees the ice so well, which so is what well. scared me. Slows it down, has really good passes. I think like another guy at the deadline, Charlie Coyle, has been huge too. He has like yeah. thirteen points. Charlie Coyle drives the net and gives all this space to Johansson to whoever the fuck he wants. So. And you're not. I was. I texted you the other day about Charlie Coyle. Like when he got traded to the Bruins, I had no idea that he was like a complete player. Like I thought he was just a big body, kind of like a Patty Maroon sort of guy that just stood around the net and didn't do much. Like that. Charlie Coyle does a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, super quick on this one. Connor Clifton scoring goals. That's when you know you're in trouble if you're the Hurricanes. Two cool things about him I did just want to bring up on the podcast because uh, I think you'll appreciate them. Number one, he's from New Jersey, and he's the same age, and he's boys with D'Angelo. Uh, number two, um, number two is his AHL coach said, last year he was a rookie in the AHL. He was the captain at Quinnipiac, and then he went to the Providence Bruins last year. The coach described his game because he's just a complete wild card, that when he's playing his best hockey, they call it Cliffy Hockey because no one knows what he's doing. <laughs> that's no. unbelievable, dude. That's, no. I mean, dude, that's pretty awesome because I feel like everybody who's played hockey, there's always one kid on the team that's like that. <laughs> <laughs> and this one happened to make the NHL. That's awesome. Dude, there's always that defense part. It's like, where is this kid going yep. right now? Um, yep. My last question for you on this series, if you're Rob Brendamore, two questions. One, it was 4 nothing after the second. Brian Boucher, I don't know what you have on him. I'm 50-50 on Boucher. I think he, I, he's not that bad. But he said that he thought Mrazic should have gotten pulled. Brendan Moore kept him in. They scored two more goals. Do you think that was the right call? And then number two, do you have to switch to McElhaney in game three? Okay, so was Boucher like a starter for a while in Philly? Not really a, a starter, but he was like a backup who kind of filled roles when they were going through the carousel. I think that he actually does a pretty good job in terms of announcing. Just sometimes, like, he needs to needs to cool it with his opinion on what's going on. Like, give me, like, factual shit that's going on. Like, I don't need to hear what you have to, like, really think about the situation. Um, although, in terms of that situation, you knew he was going to get asked that because that was just a question that everybody's thinking. For yeah. nothing, I'm kind of... I'm okay with Brennamore doing this if these two things happen. If he starts McElhaney in game three, I'm okay with it. And then maybe he goes back to Mrazic. Because I think he wanted Mrazic to fucking feel like, hey, buddy, you got to step the fuck up for for us to win. Like, I, I kind of get sick and tired how everybody thinks these goalies have, like, fucking, like, you can just shatter their mindset, dude. Goalies are like closers in the MLB. Like, you can't shatter their mindset or their confidence. And if you can, that guy's not shouldn't be your goalie anyway. Yeah, I, um... I agree with that to a certain extent. I will say, on the like kind of shattered mindset, though, I also get the opinion that it's like you don't want McElhaney to go in there and get lit up playing in behind like an uninspired group. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I agree. Like I think Brendan Moore was just kind of like, "This is your mess. Figure it out." Yeah. Um, but you're right. That's a good one because the guys have been playing like shit anyway. Let's say you put McElhaney in there and he fucking lets in three or four. Then what the fuck do you do? Yeah. Then you're really at the fucking board. Then yeah. what are you calling up Scott Darling? 
Uh, <laughs> next series, Sharks Blue. Sharks are up one zero. What's the score as we record right now? Wait, wait, wait. it's uh, it's two nothing Blues. Before we get into this, I just want to say because like, yes, I hate the Carolina Hurricanes, but if I'm a Hurricanes fan, in a weird way, I'm not as worried as you should be down two nothing because I think if you had a goalie who played well, I think they at least split this series. Fair. So it like if you can get some fucking goaltending, like you know what your issue is. You're not you're. I mean, last game you guys got outplayed a fucking shit ton, but it's not like as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, same time though. Counterpoint, knowing that your only problem with your team is your goalie is a pretty helpless. It's a, yeah, it's a fucking shitty problem to have, but like if they can figure that out. Oh, Logan Couture two one. All right, so it's two one Sharks. Uh no, St. Louis. So they're up. Uh, 2-1 in the game. Sharks are up 1-0 in the series. Before we get started, I ask for your final locked-in opinion on this series. I just want everyone to know that we are the original Patrick Maroon fan club podcast. Yes. One of our favorite players for years, and we continually bring him up. So I love the shine he's getting. The one thing I will say, though, and I keep – I don't want to be the person to say this because I am Team Patty. It seems like a lot of people are saying he was turning down contracts – to play in St. Louis, but to me, it kind of sounds like no one was offering him contracts. Yeah, so I have a weird relationship with Patty Maroon. Um, I loved him when he was on the Civic Center, or when he played for the fucking uh, Adirondack teams. He, he loved them, but he has been on spin chiclets, and I think he said something to the lines that he would off himself if he ever had to go play in Glens Falls again. There was a huge falling out, and it's like nobody really knows what the fuck happened. I don't even know if you guys knew that this happened. Like when Patty Maroon was in Adirondack, he was asked to like leave the team, so he like left the team, and then ended up going going elsewhere. But for a guy that we like fucking idolized, there was some shady shit going on behind behind closed doors. Like he was asked to leave the team. I'm I don't I've never really done like the hardcore research, but I don't think you can really find out what it was about. But they did not end up on good terms. That's the first thing I say. Second thing I say, shout out Feverboy Rex. It was his birthday last week. And don't you know it, fucking Patty Maroon, the guy that we've idolized throughout our entire course of our lives, scores in overtime to win the game, beat the Stars on Feverboy Rex's birthday. I mean, that Bucci overtime challenge should have been easy peasy. Uh, But yes, I, I mean, Patty Maroon, a guy, I don't think he particularly skates all that well. But he's a fucking absolute house in front of the net good luck moving him he's gonna throw bodies and he's gonna get involved on the ice off the ice big patty maroon guy so right who do you got who do you think wins this series that's what you okay uh i thought you were gonna say something about patty maroon but you just immediately changed the subject uh i think i gotta go sharks dude yeah why I don't know, man. I just I think they're so deep, and if Martin Jones can play well, I think it's that. And at the same time, like I wouldn't mind seeing Joe Thorne win a cup. Like I'd be pretty happy to see that. All right, so that kind of transitions the two talking points I thought would be good on this one. So I'm just gonna jump into it. I have the Sharks too. My first question: If you're a coach or a fan, if you're a fan, which goalie do you trust more in this series? Bennington, the rookie, who brought you here had an unbelievable regular season i think he has like the quickest like to get to a certain amount of wins or some shit like that yeah versus martin jones who struggled all year on a great team's now playing well bennington led up like i think like five goals on like something like 23 shots or something like that what are your thoughts oh dear logan couture logan couture two to two this guy's fucking lights out um i think this is gonna pain me to say it dude 
And I think the Hamburglar ruined any sort of goalie that comes in hot that's, that isn't supposed to be good that is good. I hate fucking Bennington, but if I had to pick a goalie in the series, I'm probably picking him. Alright. Uh, I mean, next up... But, well, I mean, what do you think on it? Who would you rather have? I think I would go... I think I would go Martin Jones, just... And that's probably the wrong answer. I don't really have any reason for it. I just feel more comfortable with him. Yeah, okay. Um... Logan Couture just scored twice. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, he has two goals tied up. Awesome, dude. I can't hear you. Yeah, he has two goals to tie it up. All right, so, I mean, the guy's an unbelievable hockey player. We've been back and forth on it. I, there's not much more to talk about this time. No. Speaking of good, Jane Schwartz. Yes. I mean, what do you got on him? I mean, I... This is this is a guy that we kind of had a weird thing about because I think he like slid into one of our friends like DMs or something. Um, he's been lights out, dude. Every time he touches the puck, he scores a goal. And this is a guy that I didn't think really had the best regular season. Did you see this coming? No, I didn't, dude. And I think we talked about it last time. I, I just, I just wanted to bring it up again because it keeps happening. Like I keep thinking maybe it's a fluke. Maybe he just has a good game here or there. But it seems like every night he's factoring in. Every night. Joe Pavelski, is he um, the coolest captain in the NHL? Is he up there for you? Are you a Pavelski guy or are you not? I think you are. I think. So we've been in talks with with Company 39 who sponsors one of these things. We're trying to get Pavelski to come on the podcast. There's a chance that that could happen. I mean, he's American as shit. He's good at everything. Like, he's just like, is he the best player in the league at deflecting the puck? He's kind of like Jerome McGinley. was like, God, had yeah. that. Yeah, dude. And then he fucking he gets fucked up. His his fucking head explodes. And he comes back fucking four games later and just pots a fucking goal. Like, not a big deal. I know. I thought when he was waving the rally t- uh, towel at, like, the game last series, I thought it was going to be, like, a Nathan Horton thing. I didn't think he was going to be, like... Coming back, back and scoring goals? So, yeah. So, I mean, super impressive. I... I don't know. Um, oh, the last one. This has been making the rounds. Apparently, I mean, it's not really a story because the Sharks keep bringing it up, but Jumbo Joe was taken off like a, or didn't make a top 100 players of all time list. Do you believe he belongs on that list? Joe Thorne, top 100 players. Um, He's like, he's definitely like top 20 in points or something like that. I don't know, man. I don't know how to answer that. I, have, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think statistically, sometimes when you look at these lists, it's hard to look at like the overall player and figure out where they'd fit in, especially different generations and style of play. I think the one thing you can never take away from Joe Thornton, and I think this is why he would make it, is I I think he's a top ten like passer of all time. Like when it comes to assist men, like if you want a center on your on your team that's going to put up like 70, 80 assists every season in their prime and set up like guys like Jonathan Chichu and make him fifty goal scores, like there aren't many Joe Thorntons that have ever. Curd. Yeah, but didn't didn't Evgeny Malkin not make the list? And then it kind of makes me think, like, who would you rather have, Malkin or Thorin? But like, yeah, and at the same time, and this is probably super biased to me to say because I'm a Joe Thorin fan. Like, I think Joe Thorin in his prime, like, won MVPs. Like, and Malkin did too. Like, they're both like top three centers in the league in their prime. Like, they're both comparable. They weren't at their peaks at the same time. But I think if you look back at Joe Thorin when he got traded from Boston, the megastar. And he went to San Jose, and those teams never put it together. But you would be lying to say those San Jose teams were not like unreal. Like 
they were scary. They'd win 60 games every season. I know they didn't get done in the playoffs, but I think he's comparable to Malkin, at least at his top peak. Yeah, it's just hard for me because he just doesn't have those cups yet. Like That's, that's, that's a big Ray thing. Bork Ray Bork didn't either. Ray Bork has a cup. He didn't forever. Yeah, but he has and one now, so it's, it's non-negotiable. He still would have been top 100, though. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Anything else on this series we didn't bring up? Uh, I don't Any know. Players? It's, uh, I don't know. I, I just think the Sharks are just so deep. Like, every line comes at them in waves, as, as the joke I used last week that Hal thought was pretty funny. Uh, I will say this. The St. Louis Blues have impressed me quite a bit. The Oscar Sundquist guy is such a little shit. Have you watched him play? He's like a huge body and just a little prick and skates around and does dirty shit. Isn't this the guy who got fucked up by Wilson earlier this year? I don't, I don't know if it's the same player, but he is up to no good. Dude, it's crazy. Like you, because I think normally when you think of like a Swede or anybody with the last with Quist, like you just don't think that they're going to be like hard body. And this guy is just a fucking rat. Yeah, I think every now and then Sweden has a couple that like Sweden like puts all their players in this like perfect mold in like a factory, and then every now and then a couple players like malfunction and come out like a little cross-eyed. Yeah, like Hornquist. Yeah, so. Um, that's a good player to bring up. That's it, man. I, I'm going to be honest with the fans. All my energy and devotions into Bruins Hurricanes. Like, I, I'm not following the series that close. So, Ked's going to be our West Coast guy. I'm going to be that West Coast Ked. All right. So, Hal, thank you for hosting the NHL and the news in the playoff portion. Now, we are going to swing it over to uh, our Twitter questions. Brought to you by Company Thirty Nine. Company 39 is creating digital hockey camps with some of the best players on the planet, giving amateur players, coaches, and parents the ability to learn directly from the best. If you're a young hockey player, you need this. You get to see what a player like Joe Pavelski had to go through to get to where he is. If you're a men's league bender like me, you'll love it. If you're a hockey parent or coach looking to motivate your players, this is for you. You get an ebook with mindset tools from the athlete, and you get in-depth on-ice drills that you don't normally see, but you know that the pros use. I'm excited to say that we have a promo code to share with you guys. Go to company39.com, that's K-O-M-P-A-N-Y-3-9.com, and use the promo code MORNINGSKATE to save 20% off. While you're there, check the testimonials and see names like Charlie McAvoy and Anders Lee giving them their full endorsement. It's no joke, so head on over to company39.com, stop wondering, and start learning from the best. All right, Twitter question time. Uh, friend of the program, Derek Tuttle, he wants to know, in honor of episode 97, is McDavid out of Edmonton? As a Rangers fan, would you trade your number two overall pick plus to get him? I don't think McDavid's out of Edmonton, but I don't think McDavid's happy with what the fuck's going on. So, like, if I'm an Edmonton fan, I don't think it's time to really, like, sound the alarms or anything, but, like, I'm a little bit on edge about it. If I'm a Rangers fan, dude, like, of course I'm giving my second overall and more. I, I give him, like, the next fucking six first-round picks to get Connor McDavid. Probably in the next ten. Like, he's fucking, he's, he's generational talent. Like, the guys that they're talking about are supposed to be elite, like, franchise-changing players, but I don't think generational has really been used. Like, Connor McDavid is fucking unreal. Yeah, dude, I don't think Connor McDavid's going to get traded anytime soon. Um, but I would throw the kitchen sink at him. I would, yeah. Whatever they wanted, I'd be like, oh, go for it, pal, and here's some more. And then you just have to trust you have a good GM, and I think you have a good one in Gordon that could just rebuild from that. Yeah. I mean, it's Connor fucking McDavid, dude. Can you imagine, though, was it Ken Holland? Do you think, can you imagine Ken Holland went into Edmonton? And I was like, oh, well, like. I know, what the, pro I know what the problem is. It's Connor McDavid. 
Can yeah, you imagine? Like, can you imagine if he traded Connor McDavid? Yeah, I just I don't think it can happen. The only I think the only way that happens if, is if McDavid's like, get me the fuck out of here, and I don't think he'll ever be like that. Which kind of <laughs> sucks because like Edmonton, they haven't really shown any signs of fucking figuring it out. Can you imagine Ken Holland just like traded Connor McDavid and then like retired with his twenty five million? <laughs> yeah, he, he just trades him to the Red Wings. Um, yeah, dude, that would be some. That's some Stevie Y shit if I've ever heard of it. Yeah. Um, what else do you have? Uh, Brendan Dillon's fucking going at it with Patty Maroon right now. So that's Hell quick, yeah. quick insight on that. Uh, next question, Sean. Uh, we talked about the Canes Bruin challenge, right? Yeah. Yep, okay. So the next one's New York Rangers talk. Can no, the... we didn't. We didn't talk about it. Okay, so Sean the Kings wants to know the Canes Bruin Challenge for how. I didn't come up with anything, dude. That should probably be on you. What do you mean? Like, like what? So the challenge, do you know? Do you remember this or no? The Canes and the Bruins? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, dude. Yeah, it was the first goal. It was the first goal of the game that got overturned. No, that's... That's the, that's not what he's asking, dude. What do you mean? This is bad. I feel bad for Sean. I feel bad for our fans. Sean Sean told us he wanted me to like make a bet. If oh, okay, dude. I thought he was talking about the fucking challenge on the first goal the other night. Jesus Christ, you wake up, dude. I know we've been having technical difficulties. It's been a tough show. I've thought about that the whole time since I saw that question. That's what I thought he was talking about. So what do you got, dude? I mean, at this point, I feel pretty confident. I think tattoos are played out. Um, I don't know. That's the thing. I can't think of anything good. Like. You would never get a tattoo. I think if the Hurricanes beat the Bruins, you have to buy like a fucking Jerks jersey. I wouldn't buy a Jerks jersey. If the Hurricanes beat the Bruins, I would buy like a Dougie Hamilton like player jersey, cut the sleeves off, and wear it for like two weeks straight or something like that. That'd be pretty funny. You have to take a picture each day you're at work or something. I'll, bring, I'll wear it to a Bruins game next year. Okay. I think I, I'm in for that. If the Carolina Hurricanes beat the Bruins, you have to buy a Dougie Hamilton t-shirt jersey. Cut the sleeves off and go to a Bruins Cut game. Cut the sleeves. Okay, what happens if uh, the Bruins win, dude? What does Sean have to do? He doesn't have to do anything, dude. I'm just I'm just trying to be a nice guy. I think he's just trying to say that I, we kind of have a big mouth with the Hurricanes, and it really is coming full circle. Like I have do- We have dogged the Hurricanes all year. This happens, this happens every year we do the podcast, dude. Like Normally it's the Vegas Golden Knights, and this year it's the fucking yeah. Canes. But this year, dude, I control my own fate because it's my favorite team. It's not the Vegas Golden Knights playing the West Coast. Like, it is the Bruins. Like, it's not only the team that I love, it's the team that I said stunk. <clears throat> they have no choice but to win for me. I think the only thing that could have been better is if, if Vegas and Boston made it to a Stanley Cup this year. That would have been fucking unreal. I would have passed out. Oh, dude. What round did Vegas lose in? Uh, first. Pretty sure to the Sharks. That's fucking right. <laughs> All right. Uh, NYR Talk wants to know, can the Blues ever recover from this? And they made that Baby Sharks video. Did you see that video? Yeah. I don't think you can. That's rough. Any team that has done some stupid bullshit video in the playoffs this year has fucking suffered demise. Do you know what video was really tough was Pam from The Office. Yeah. Chan, let's go blues in, like, her backyard. That one made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I mean, I respect it. The one thing with, with St. Louis is I think everyone hates them, but I think they are a good sports town, so it's, like, kind of confusing. But they have that, like, Midwestern, like, everyone still uses Facebook very frequently, like... Let's make these videos like that look like they're shot in 2007 and try to go viral vibe to them. 
So in a weird way, I kind of respect it. So I'm going to say that that video doesn't put a fork in him, but I would be concerned. Oh, that, that video puts a fork in him. Any fucking hockey... Oh, fuck, never mind. As I say that, 3-2. Uh, is that Bartuzzo? Yep. On a fucking sick backhand goal. He's going crazy right now. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I think that video is awful, but I, as I say that, they take the lead 3-2, so what do I know? Um, and then the last question, I, I don't know... Eric Harrison wants to know, the Tampa Bay Lightning just tired of winning and quit early to get a great tee time? It's clever. It could, could be. I mean, obviously not, but it makes you wonder why the fucking Lightning can't put it together. I mean, the Lightning and the Sharks are kind of the same team, right? Honestly, the Lightning and their historic season and Nikita Kucherov, like probably being the MVP, that feels like three years ago to me at this point. Yeah. Like, they've been on vacation for like a month now. Yeah, the so, hockey has the longest fucking playoffs, dude. Like, so I I don't know. Um, they're probably enjoying it. Like, I, I will say, and this is probably really stupid, but they have made a lot of deep runs for a lot of straight years. Um, it could be good for them to maybe like take a break and be like, "Wow, we really fucked that one up." You know what I mean? Usually, they don't mess up to like the second or third round, like. At least they kind of got out of the way. They can regroup and be like, let's not do that again. Yeah, but there's kind of a ton of pressure. Because let's say next year they have, like, as successful of a season or, like, have a really good year. I feel like this is going to be in the back of their mind that, like... <sighs> That's true. And, I mean, you always got to think about Florida could get... Uh, that whole division's pretty good. Florida could get a little bit better next year. You still have the Bruins and the Maple Leafs will only be stronger as well. So, I don't see them putting up the same points as next year. Now that we're just like, and, and here's on. here's one for you, dude. Like, obviously, I wish Tampa won the Cup this year, so the Rangers got a first round pick. But like, I'm really not that like upset about the deal that they made there. JT Miller, I think, had like, I don't know how many points he had this year. He didn't have a good year at all, and he's gonna be making like five million dollars a year. So I think the Rangers made a fucking really good move getting away from JT Miller when they did. And then, I mean, obviously, Brett Howden's a pretty good fucking player. I, I mean, you wish you got that first-round pick, but I think that first-round pick also drafted Keandre Miller. That may be wrong, but oh, either him or, like, Lundqvist last year, so I don't know. I'm good with that pick, but that's kind of what I have on the Lightning. I, we'll see next year. I'd be nervous. What's next, year? Next is uh, voicemails. Patty B. Hotline. Take it away, Pat. Hey, this is the Patty B. Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, thanks, Pat. Uh, we got two voicemails this week. You ready for the first one, Hal, dude? Yeah. Skate, how are you now? Two questions for you. I'm not a Jerks fan, but I am going to Boston for my brother's wedding next week. What do you think is going to trigger more people? My Whalers t-shirt or my Kevin Deneen Carolina Hurricanes t-shirt? Number two, let's hypothetically state that, or hypothetically suppose that for whatever reason, you're only allowed to wear one NHL jersey for the rest of your life. Any era, any team, no restrictions. Who you going with and why? I'd go with Clint Malarchuk because of all the work he's done with veterans groups on mental health issues after his injury. And he's a pretty awesome guy. I got to meet him at the uh, Washington Capitals USA Warriors hockey tournament. Anyway, love the show. Can't wait to hear what you think. Later. Okay, man. So the first question... What uh, what jersey would trigger more uh, Bruins fans if he wore his Hartford uh, wow Hartford Whalers t-shirt or his Kevin Deneen Carolina Hurricanes tee? Yeah, so here's my final answer on this one. More people would harass you about the Kevin Deneen Hurricanes, but 
Um, the people you'd really want to be worried about were the people that were upset about the Hartford Whalers jerseys. Those are the those are the low lives um, who probably are still pissed off that the Bruins lost a game in like the Adams Division in like 1985 and yeah. have probably been sitting at that bar for like 17 hours. So that's the I would say stick with the Hurricanes, the not the Whalers because the Whalers will bring out the Koreans on you. I think, dude, I can agree more. I think if. Carolina Hurricanes fans, if you're just an average hockey fan living in Boston, you know that they're playing the Hurricanes, like you're gonna be like, This guy's an asshole, but you're probably gonna draw it at that. I think more attention is gonna go towards a hurricane jersey. But the people who are die hard Bruins fans that fucking love the bees, dude, and they're from Charlestown and they're Southeast and all this shit, you nailed it. They're gonna be fucking pissed that you have a Hartford Whalers t shirt on. So it's yeah. like you pick your poison. You're either gonna get fucking tons of little trips with the Carolina Hurricanes or you're gonna get knifed with the Whalers. Right. Do you want Do you want Tommy, who works for the Stone Crushing Company, to yell at you in your Whalers shirt, or do you want Tiffany holding a Starbucks cup, like walking down the street, to be like, "Boo Hurricanes, go Bruins!" Yeah, like exactly. I think yeah. The to me. yeah, man. Um, Have you ever seen the movie The Town, dude? Shit happens, man. <laughs> what uh, was this other one? Uh, NHL jersey. You can only wear one for the rest of your life. What one are you wearing? This is This is a pretty good question. I don't think this has ever been asked on this. Yeah. So. Um, I have an answer before I do that. I just wanted to shout out. I know a lot of people watch Sean Avery's Instagram stories. I thought it was pretty funny that the one guy he yelled at, it was that old guy wearing the Sasekis jersey yeah. because that's like the coolest jersey you could be wearing in that situation where Sean Avery really can't say that much to you. Yeah. Um, and he didn't so either. Was, he like respected it. And that's the importance of a good jersey. Yeah. So yeah. I'll let you go first. I think you know who I'm, what I'm going to say, dude. Jed Ormeyer? No, man. Fucking Matt Zuccarello. He's, uh, he's my favorite player. He's always been my favorite player. You can laugh at me all you want, dude. That guy's got more heart in him than fucking pretty much anybody on the Rangers other than Hank. Uh, second jersey. Can we do it like, oh, this should have been our top three. This should have been our fucking three stars, dude. Well, we should do three. That's the first one. Second one, Florida Panther Scott Mellenby, dude. If I'm rocking that thing with the big bad C on it, I'd be pretty fucking pumped. Love Scott Mellenby. Shout out. Third one. It's got to be one of the guys from the 94 It's got to be either Messier, Leach, or Graves. Not Graves. Messier or Leach. Probably Messier. Fair. Uh, those, are <laughs> those are some really good picks. My top three, and I think we're going to make this a three stars too. So you're also in the three stars zone because I actually really like this question. Yes. Great question. Uh, both are great questions. I think my number my number three, I would probably go Paul Korea Anaheim. Okay. The classic Anaheim jersey. Classic jersey. One it look one it looks sick. Two, it's Paul Korea, who was one of my favorite players growing up. So I, I really like that jersey. Number two, I don't think you're gonna like this one, but he's a player I bring up a lot. Um Dominic Hasek on with the jerseys when they lost the cup, uh like the silver bowl in the middle. I like those jerseys. I like Dominic Hasek. He's the best goalie of all time, in my opinion. I don't. Part of me is kind of regretting that choice, but at the same time, I think if I saw that jersey at the bar, I'd say that's a cool jersey. Yeah, dude. I don't know why you said I wouldn't like that. Dominic Hasek was my favorite player growing up, like hands down. The Sabers. Mine too, dude. I had a mini stick with like, I, a hole. Dude, I, I can't believe I'm admitting this right now, but like, I think my second jersey ever was that black and red Sabers jersey, Hasek. Like yeah. I loved him. I was I played goalie for like the first however many years of my life. So I would I would literally just I was I was like good, but it's because guys kind of lift the puck, and all I would do is just roll around the like decrease like Hashik did. Yeah, 
Um, so my last one, like I'm in like I'm in my late twenties almost at this point. The player that I'm gonna pick probably has a few years left in him. So I'll say like by third from the age 35 to the day I die, this is the jersey that I'll wear when I go to Bruins games, and that will be Milan Lucic. Um, 17, not the rookie 62. I'm not that big of a hardo, but what? When he got traded, that was probably the closest I've ever come to Zuccarello, and it was probably the right move because you see how he played. But the reason he got paid and also the reason his body broke down is because he gave more than yeah pretty much any Bruin I ever saw. He did take nights off, but like when he was on, he threw his body around. So I think that jersey will literally never go out of style in Boston. Yeah, he was like – he was – he was like your guys is just absolute protector, man. Nobody ever wanted to fuck with him, and the guy could score fucking goals, dude. Like Milan the Lucic one, was a force to be reckoned with. Dude, the one thing I just wanted to go back—I didn't mean to chirp your Jed Ormeyer jersey. Oh, that's fine. Um, I just wanted to make, or the Matt Zuccarello. I just wanted to make the point that you did have that Ormeyer jersey. Oh, I, I love that, Ormeyer, dude. I uh, like if there's like a concert at SPAC or something, I'll wear my Ormeyer jersey. And like I'll, I think it's happened like twice where somebody's come out to me and was like, "Holy shit, dude! You know what Jed Ormeyer is?" And it's like, "Oh my god, there's others out there." <laughs> um, so that's pretty much it, man. But that two really good questions. Do we have another question. Hell yeah, we got a Patty B question. This is a short but sweet one. Hey, morning, Steve. Patty B here. All right, I got a question for this or that. If you prefer morning games or evening games during a weekend tournament. All right, later, guys. Bye. All right, weekend tournament. Do you prefer morning games or evening games? Weekend tournament. I gotta say, um, I like the morning game a lot better. I like. I like your. Hear me out, dude. You're hungover, dude. It's the hair of the dog. You walk into the locker room. This is why I miss playing tournaments. I'm so mad I can't go to the one that you guys are playing in this summer. No, we're not. We're not playing in it. All right. Well, you got to find a different one because I want to play. So, you go into the locker room. Uh, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. Everyone's super banged up. Someone cracks a beer. It's super quiet in there. Usually your gear's still like kind of wet, but also dry if you were responsible. And you just kind of get after it hungover. I kind of relish in those hungover games. Those give me kind of fun. The only reason I say evening game is my least favorite is because sometimes when it's like seven or eight o'clock, if you've been drinking all day, one, you've drank way too much by, by the time the game starts. And number two, you just kind of want to keep getting after it. And it's hard to get after it and win games at the same time. I know you might be thinking evening game, but one thing that I think you will appreciate this is I bet you, even though it doesn't sound like it makes sense, if you looked up our stats, we were better in morning games than evening games. Yeah. I was going to say evening games, and I think you nailed it, because I hate playing hockey hungover, dude. Really? Yeah, I hate it. Because, like, dude, like, it depends. If, if you're just going to, like, an open skate, I'm about it. But if you're, like, you're playing in a game that you need to win, I fucking hate it. But, I've, never, I've never I mean I've only played in like beer league tournaments like that so. yeah I just I don't know man you may you, may, you might have changed my mind because also if you had the morning games out of the way you have the entire day to fucking get after it oh yeah and that's the thing you play the morning game and then you get after it before that evening game so I mean the morning definitely sucks and you always have like you and always your have, shit's like, the cold dude oh it's wet someone lost their phone and you're like trying to find it before the game they're like making stop places just like you always have little hiccups like that. You can't find someone. Everyone's grumpy too. You know that someone's yelling at each other. Dude, I think, so. you know, something that we should really like invest some time in is I feel like whenever we have a morning game, we always stop and get the shittiest fucking breakfasts 
Like we should we should invest our time to figure out like who has good breakfast sammies and who's not gonna who's gonna have some like good drinks. Yeah, or or man, maybe we should just like eat like a fucking power bar and like figure it out. Yeah. Like eat laughter. <laughs> Instead of being like, let's go to Stewart's and get a couple fucking bacon, egg, and cheeses on yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something to figure out. But those were good questions. We appreciate it. If you guys want to call in, it's five it's five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. That's five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. Now we are going to move on to our uh, heroes Lee Stepniak's Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Logout Sports. How do you augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, and has been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy, number 21, Lee Stepniak. All right, Heroes and Zeros time. This is going to be our last segment because we already did the three stars. So what do you have? Who's your hero? Who's your zero? I'll take it away, dude. Uh, let's start zeros first. I don't really know why. I'm, I do know why. My zero is NBC. I wrote down I'm sick of it. This is something super simple, and I know it's probably the NHL trying to do this, and I might have bitched about this on the play before. But if there is one more instance where there is a scrum after the whistle and you have some ad in my face and you're panning over to the bench so I can watch Tevu Teravine and take a squirt of Gatorade into his mouth when there are guys punching each other in the crease, that's just so disrespectful to hockey fans and everyone watching the game for entertainment value. Why do they cut so quickly? Like, why do you have to squeeze so much commercial in my face? Uh, not so... Not so much commercials, but I'm kind of accustomed to this with MSG because whenever there's any sort of scrum in a Rangers game, they automatically just cut to something else. It drives me fucking insane. I don't know if I don't know if that's the same thing with Nesson, but it fucking drives me insane. There's nothing worse than when you're hearing a play-by-play guy talk about something fucking boring or wishing someone a happy birthday, and in the background you hear like whistle, 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 yeah, yeah. like Whoa. and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, five minutes later, they'll be like, oh, and, like, someone's missing from the bench after that scrum. It's like, where the fuck were you? Yes, 100%. You were to the kitty in the hot dog in row six with a blues jersey on. Yeah, the flossing. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. Fucking drives me nuts. That's a good zero, dude. What's uh, your zero? My zero of the week goes to USA Hockey. They're still wearing those stupid fucking jerseys, dude. Like, this isn't motocrosses, this is hockey. Did somebody not give the fucking nerd in Ann Arbor a heads up that nobody likes these jerseys? I don't know. That's insane. Laga Sports, fucking design them, dude. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, do you think they're just trying to save money? Like, they just printed a bunch and, like, here, just we're going to rock these. The only way this will be okay is if we suffer through these jerseys for, like, three years and then, like, you wake up the day before the Olympics and they unveil something sick. But the reality of the situation is it's going to be, like, another watered down version of this. Um, and, like, Drew Stafford's going to be skating out at some, like, winter classic at intermission showing us the New Jersey. It's going to be awful, dude. I don't get it. Everybody keeps having sick jerseys. We're the only ones that get farther away from what we want. And you know what the craziest part is? Is <coughs> a great saying is keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. The American flag looks, like, so good. It's red, white, and blue. How do you mess that up? How do you have different shades of blue? Where is that blue coming from? Yes, dude. He, this guy had one job, and it was take a jersey – that has to do with the United States of America, USA, ever heard of it, with the colors red, white, and blue. That's literally all he had to do. And this guy goes fucking full hipster and gives us motocross jerseys. You know what? I'm going to relive the glory days for a second and back all this up. Here's something I've never voiced my opinion on, and it's super specific, but I hope everyone 
can understand where I'm coming from. At the high school I went to, we had two colors. It was blue and white. But for some reason, the boys of fall thought they were better than everybody else, and they just mixed in some red. Yeah. There was no red in our school colors. We were blue, white, and black. Yeah. But for some reason, Tommy Touchdowns thought he could win a couple conference championships and all of a sudden put red on the jerseys. You can't do the rest of the school like that. If one wears red, we all wear red. I couldn't agree with you more. This is something I've never really like thought of that hard, but like is so noticeable. You can't have it both ways. You can't just give the football team the red. Like, you're telling me I wouldn't want red, white, and blue fucking jerseys, dude? Yeah. And you know what? I don't even know if I did because, like, not, I'm sorry. You just you just look so <laughs> – you just gassed audibly. I'm just saying, like, blue and white were our colors. Figure it out. It's the same thing. I don't need USA Hockey looking like the fucking Tennessee Titans out there. You nailed it. That was a good point. What, who is your hero? Oh, it's our boy, uh, Eugene Melnick. I don't have the quote pulled up in front of me. Elliot Friedman pulled it out. Um, basically, he said something along the lines of, uh, <laughs> Eugene Melnick feels humbled right now because he was trying to find a new president of hockey operations and all of the top candidates wouldn't even take a meeting with him. So no one will even meet with this guy. He's quote-unquote humbled, which I highly doubt. Whoever said that was just flat out lying. Um, and Melnick's in search for a front office. What do you have on that? I mean, classic Eugene, dude. This is what happens when you're the bad boy, dude. Like, people don't want to play with a bad boy all the time. Feel for him. It's classic Eugene. Here's my thing, though, dude. So say I'm like a washed-up GM, and Eugene Melnick calls me, and he's like, I'm desperate. Like, will you take the job? Would you take that job? I would. To resurrect my career, there's a 100% chance. If you can be the guy who turns the Ottawa Senators around, and that's your first gig, you will get any job you want. Yeah, I'm in. I would do it 100%. All right. I guess it's just like guys that were more well-established were like, no thanks. Yeah. Um, who's your hero of the week? Uh, my hero of the week goes uh, Eric Greenway, Capital District legend. I broke my skates in a tournament in Saugerties before the games even started. I broke them in warm-ups. I took a puck off this, uh, the blade. Broke them in half. I ended up uh, borrowing these CCMs. Anyway, long story short, I wanted to get these blades fixed, so I bought the blades, and I dropped them off at Greener. Greener's my skate sharpening guru. This guy takes my skate blades, puts them on, and that's all I wanted him to do. I get back, he fully re-riveted everything, put eyelets into it. Like, guy just went way out of his way to make my skates way better than what they were before. So shout out to Greener, dude. Very nice, dude. Real class act. I don't know if we've ever brought it up before. Does he still have the same setup? Can you describe his setup to the fans? Well, he, in the summer, he sharpens skates in his garage, but winter times, he, uh, he puts the sharpener down in the basement. You walk in, there's a, there's like one of those electronic dolls that when you like press, press its hand, it starts dancing. And it's like this old country superstar. I forget what the fuck his name is, but that's going on. There's kids running everywhere. And he always has like, like a New York Rangers 94 Stanley cup, like documentary playing on the TV. And there's just Flyers jerseys everywhere. His dad was like boys with Mike Keenan. Unreal. It's an electric place. It is, man. But uh, that's the podcast. We had some technical difficulties. Hal hosted. Shout out, Hal. How do you feel about it, buddy? Well, the technical difficulties are continuing right now because for the last, like, while he was going over his Greenway story, after I asked him about it, I've heard, like, every other word. So my guess is as good as yours on what you were on the dead. 
But um, I thought it went pretty well, dude, considering we can't even see each other. Exactly. So episode 97, thanks for tuning in. Check us out next week. See you guys. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay.